Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's up, Seminole Headlines podcasters? Thanks so much for listening to the program. As always, the podcast brought to you in part by our friends at the Morgan Law Group. Today, no different. Appreciate them enabling us to do this for you. What else they'll do for you is uh, work hard throughout the state to ensure uh, that the insurance companies are doing the right thing and they're not acting in bad faith. Uh, they will they'll get after the insurer if they are. They'll inspect and assess the loss on your behalf. By the way, they are throughout the state just because an insurance company tells you no or there's a certain amount that they're willing to give out doesn't mean that's the end of the story. Find out more. Go to policyadvocate.com. That'd be policyadvocate.com. Or call 888-904-2524. Onward we go with Seminole Headlines. It's time for Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, featuring ESPN Tallahassee's Jeff Cameron, Warchant.com's managing editor, Ira Chauffel, and senior writer, Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, pistols, and pies starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The Seminole Headlines, 97.9 ESPN Radio begins right now. The boys in studio, always good to see. There's Ira, there's Corey, Warchant.com. Of course, this hour... Brought to you by our friends at Register Sausage. Delicious sausage, readily available, especially if you're in Tallahassee right now. You can get it anywhere. Every, every store I go to, they've got it just about. I don't think I've not seen it. I actually go out of my way to always look for it. <laughs> just making sure. Making sure okay. they're doing all right. Making sure everything's going all right. And then I know they continue to expand and they're being found all over the Southeast. So that's good news. And now we got people, our, our Northern listeners are clamoring for the register sausage I saw online. Well, the good thing is, man, registermeats.com is the website and they'll deliver it to you. And he's, uh, Ben, the sausage guy is constantly coming up with promos. Yes, he, he had is. one, uh, the other night after FSU soccer won, I think it was a semifinals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Going to the national championship. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, they won penalty kicks three, nothing at the time. So he had a 30% discount at registermeats.com. But, uh, it, there's no telling what he would have done if they had won the national championship. Yay, sausage. Let's go straight to that. That didn't happen. However, I got enraged last night and it upset my wife. Um, I was locked into that national championship game against Santa Clara, and it was a little annoying. Uh, I, I'm presuming that most of the people in the production truck and the announcers and everybody else went to Santa Clara. <laughs> is what it is. What it well, was. Brandy Chastain announcing. No, she was. Uh, she there. was in the stands. Oh, cheering. okay. She was gotcha. in the stands cheering for Santa Clara because she went to Santa. Because Clara. it sounded like the. It literally did sound like whoever was announcing was a Santa Clara grad. Oh yeah, no. The uh, Julie Foudy was the uh, color analyst, and I don't know who did the play-by-play, but I was less concerned about their uh, overwhelmingly obvious bias, and more concerned about the absurd camera work in that game. Yes. 
Tough Can watch. we stop focusing on people in the stands while the game the is game's being played? The game's going on, yeah. They also I, would zoom in on a particular girl. Was that was uh, that the coach's wife or some daughter or something? What was going on with that? That was, <laughs> she was crazy. Like, the, like she, stop doing that. I, I almost tweeted like Santa Clara Karen or something. Like, what are you? But it I didn't was know. weird. I didn't know who. Because we were watching, actually, we were actually to. Kim and I had gone to dinner. We were watching on nice. the patio. Nice. Yeah, it was a nice, uh, nice evening. But uh, the first half, and then when later we caught. But I, at the time, I didn't know. Well, maybe they're saying on the broadcast who this person is. Oh, it was she was nobody. Then, she was just yeah. a fan of Santa Clara. Uh, that the cameraman, <laughs> Steve was Nash's in love wife, with. maybe. I, it was very, very strange. But uh, the other reason. So let me get to this. Why I why I actually yelled beyond just the growing frustrations of the quality or lack thereof of the broadcast. Florida State gave the game away. Gave the game away. I mean, listen, those ladies are awesome. Obviously, they're in the national championship seemingly every year these days. They have brought home titles. Unlike that bum beach volleyball team, Corey. Can't get it done, can they? Yeah, can't get it done. But they gave the game away. The turnover with six minutes to play is egregious that leads to the goal. And then, sweet Jesus, you have 17 chances four feet in front of the goal in extra time. In addition to that, of course, I got unlucky to hit the crossbar. And then, you know, listen, there's no other, there's no, you know, nice way to say it. They choke in PKs with hitting the post twice in a row and it's over. The thing that sucks about sports, and we've talked about this in different circumstances, whether it's college baseball or whatever, but, you know, it would have been the perfect way to, to win it with the goal. That was a great goal. Well, the goal was amazing. Goal. I mean, it's a that, beauty. It's a left foot strike for the ages. All timer. It was unbelievable. Yeah. And, and you're like, man, that what that. a better. There couldn't be a better way if you're going to win a national title, one nothing, than with that goal. And then that happens. Well, I, I think the thing, the game is cruel sometimes, and then it rears its ugly head in that way. And Florida State had been most fortunate to win in PKs uh, prior to that. I think the problem is when you watch that game in its entirety, and Julie Foudy did say this to her credit, Florida State had the better of the game. They were the better team but, throughout the contest. But Corey and I were texting with Aslan, I think, after the game. And Corey made a good point as well. I mean, you know, they scored... One, one goal in 330 minutes. Right, you got to do that, yeah. yeah. And the game is the game's brutal that way. I mean... You see a lot of games in one nil, nil nil, go to extras, all that. You keep going to PKs. You eventually, your luck's going to run out. Well, and, and but I mean, the thing is, you, it, it felt like the Marcus Sims fumble game against Georgia Tech. It felt like yeah. the Ty Jones hitting Christian Ponder when you're about oh, to win. Yeah. Like, like the game is, happened. you got six minutes. You're the best defensive team in the country and have been all year. And you've got six minutes to just not allow a goal, and you literally say, "Here oh, you go." A it, and it's it's an awful mistake by someone that I think has started like thirty five straight games. No, and no, it, I feel sorry for her. She's I mean, she's won a no, national championship, no but she's always going to remember that one. I and mean, that the, was an awful, awful play. Would not be pressured. No, she could have just totally, stood there with the it's, ball. It's an awful pass. Yeah. If Bob Knight was announcing, he would have told her just kick it into kick the it, air, kick it in the air, see minutes. how long it can last. Let's do this a few times, guys. This game is over. Yeah, the keeper's got a great leg. Okay, she could just punt it in the air well for and then i think seconds. the first the the first overtime session is, is just so dominated by florida yeah. state i mean my god they're in the box the whole time you have a point blank um just duff of a shot uh, you have a terrible decision to pass when you have yeah. a shot on your foot yeah then you have the crossbar hit when they didn't score there i thought if this goes to pk's obviously it's a coin flip and then well, the oddity of PKs is not only do you hit the post your first two kicks, but the goalie who had been so good for us 
was at a loss, and it is an impossibility if you don't guess right, I know, but guessing wrong well, was taken to a new art form. I also wonder if they got hurt by the fact that they had they did have those two well, the PKs. Research. So, yeah, the other team had an opportunity to watch what you do. Yeah, yeah. In, she in cheats all those this way every time. Yeah. Let's go here, yeah. And, you know, if you do this, she's going to do that. And so that, yeah, so that hurt them. And But, you know, the cool thing about Krikorian, and I haven't talked to him since the match, obviously, but, you know, when I interviewed him a few weeks ago, he, he talked about this very situation that so often it's not the best team that wins it all. That's correct. And his best team, he thought his best team ever didn't win it all. And then he has two other national titles with teams that he didn't know, didn't necessarily think they were the best team in the country. Yeah, it's and, and it especially true in soccer. I think the only thing that's akin to that is is baseball, where, you know, one, one person can control a game and it team can be better over the course of a whole year and yet you know you end up at, let's say in a one game scenario somebody just dots the corner all day and you know your team could have been the better team could have won 110 games uh and and you lose soccer has this happen if you watch UEFA you watch any of these things all the time where somebody gets the better of the action dominates possession uh you know outshoots somebody 15 to 2 and yeah. losing PKs. I was, You're like, what are you going to do? I was thinking about this because I was listening to Corey and Aslan talk about the golf tournament, which FSU's hosting this week. And obviously, you know all about Jeff. I do, and they got off to a great start. Th- is that sport, are they coming up with the most true champion? Because you got to play three rounds. They're picking the five best teams based on your three full rounds yeah. of yeah. golf yeah. just to get out of the freaking yeah. regional. I think they I, – I, I like the way golf does it. I I, do you too. have to earn it. Uh, you have to earn it. You if can't not, just have a good day. You, you just want a good day and yeah. you sneak in. Right. And then also when you get to nationals, you do again, you do uh, stroke play, and then you switch to match play. Which I hate. Golf. I, it is I, weird that they just they completely changed the format ha- two well, thirds of the way through the tournament. And it's happened that one team has dominated another team in stroke play over the course of two days. Yeah, and out outplayed them by twenty five. Probably strokes up by twenty strokes in match play, and wow. then play them That's in match play and lose. Yeah. Nonsense is what that wow. is. I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah it would be like the, the U.S. Open. Results. Like you take the the top yeah. sixteen in the, the U.S. Open, and now now we're going match play. It's Mickelson versus. What does Trey say? Does he? He he he's not in love with it. It's hurt them before. It hurt them a number of years back where they had the better of it in stroke play and then lost in match play. Uh, but it does, you know, if you're on the other end of it and you win the thing because you get that opportunity, I'm sure you feel differently. Uh, he, he says basically um, that there's a way to play. Uh, both styles. There's a, a mentality. So it's that. testing you in both Yeah, it styles. is. Uh, I, I, I'm i not in love with it. I mean, it, they, they... They should do like Ryder Cup. Well, you get a little best like ball, you have, you have alternate else, shot, yeah. all that stuff. Um, yeah, but I, I, I wanted, I, you know, at least yesterday and at the time that we're recording this, um, you know, we don't have updates for you right now on day two, but I know how proud Trey is, uh, not only of that golf team, cause they've been either number one, two or three almost all year long, but also that course. And it's the first chance they get to really showcase the course. And that course guys is going to go from hosting, um, you know, regionals to, Possibly hosting professional golf events. Uh, it's that good a course. It has the ability to play. What seven, do you think those hotel rates are going to be like? Man, that'll be something, <laughs> Five, right? A whole week? A whole week of guys well, coming in? Well, they're talking about trying to get Corn Ferry events there. Nice. Uh, which is 
really, I mean, there are a lot of guys off the corn ferry, Will Zalatoris being the latest, that are, you know, the, some of the best players in the world that are making their way onto the PGA Tour. They're talking about having, uh, a, you know, national championships there, d- uh, LPGA events. They, uh, someday I'm sure they would love to have a PGA Tour event, but they're talking about, you know, qual- U.S. Open qualifiers, things like that over there. That course is unreal. And, you know, it's not just, I'm biased, obviously, I'm good friends with Trey and Anol, but the, the thing of it is, when we've had guests on from all walks of life on, in, in, in golf, uh, professional golf, the, the people that have come down to play it and see it talk about it being up there, especially in the southeast, among some of the best courses in the country. So, I mean, that's, that's We huge. should go play it, Ira. I was just thinking, I was actually thinking, based on a conversation we had yesterday, that all these pro tour events that may be coming here, we might get an Apple store. In maybe yeah, maybe an Apple Store is up next for Tallahassee. You uh, feel maybe like gas we stations. There, there's yesterday. some things are happening in Tallahassee. Again with the it's gas bu- stations. It's bubbling up. We're gonna get some, uh, you know, actually ta- gas stations you want to go to after <laughs> 7 p.m. at night. I'm not afraid of any gas station anywhere in town, Corey. We're okay. gonna have to All get right. you past this. It, it's because you don't know any better. It's fine. You haven't lived amongst uh, oh, I, I, real I think gas it's stations. The, it's the toughness that well, I have that, that resides yeah. deep within me. Just like, <laughs> like Ira, you know, we're not worried about gas like stations. three months, two or three months ago. I didn't tell Corey at the time because I figured I was just let it gloss but since we're talking about it, i'll come i'll come clean you got a little nervous at a gas station no um but there was a <laughs> there was a, a shooting at a local gas station oh. at a, at a, did you shield a, Corey from the article I, yeah i didn't well i didn't make sure he was he was in atlanta at the time yeah. i didn't make sure to bring it up but uh not only was there a shooting at a gas station in town that Corey questions the clientele at um but it was just well, a, and the employees the it's person a, it's both the person that got shot wasn't even involved in, it was just like a, a like he oh, was, an he was an innocent bystander worst got shot. nightmare yeah just going in there to get my sodas <laughs> and get my combos get, in all this sudden full of lead yeah <laughs> just i mean that's that's, oh, that's it's a 30 percent chance in tallahassee it seems like it's, i'm no, lucky i i don't know where you're frequenting what you're doing what what gas stations you're attending they're it's, dirty it's the time of the problem is the big well, the time's probably true you don't it's get night. up like a normal human being at a they normal hour the parking lot. On time. This is the kind of stuff. Yeah, that I know. This in the middle of the night in any city. Maybe well, that could be your next, your second act, Corey. You could be like a gas station consultant. I mean, I know what they what they should look like. I've been to great ones. Been to great ones. Was on a great one uh, on the trip home on Sundays. Yeah. Stopped at a QT. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Alexa got her first QT experience well, on the way back from Atlanta. I, I she feel was, sorry she for was your impressed. kids. They don't know. They don't I don't know think that. I've been to a QT. Oh, quick give trip. Me, to, give, me, the, give me the QT. Like it's a, it's so, like a, is it like a Bucky? But it's or, much or smaller. It's a smaller, it's smaller scale, so. but clean, well lit. Got everything bee, you would need. A smaller busy bee. So Alexa is a huge busy bee fan. Like if they're ever looking to reach the 18-year-old, Unfortunately, my wife is a huge Busy Bee fan. Man. We don't even need gas. She's like, the Busy Bee's coming up. Yeah. Jesus with the Busy yeah. Bee. It's like uh, a mall, too, in that parking lot. Alexa yeah. wants to take trips only for stopping at the Busy Bee. Yeah. That's her whole point. I don't understand. Is it the candy? So, but she said... Dad, what about a little quick side trip to Lake City she, today? <laughs> she loves Dunkin' Coffee. Well, so it meets, uh, checks that very, box. Very, good. I like that. They've got all kinds of sweets and treats uh, and all kinds of stuff. Way too many treats. My kids only want to go there because of that. So she said, on the scale, if, if, if in her opinion... It's a 10. Busy Bee's a 10. She put QT as a 7. Whoa. Which bothered me. But see, here's the problem. It's all depends on what you want. Well, yeah, QT's yeah. more functional. Yeah. Right. Busy Bee's a, it's You're not, not as looking big. for, uh, you know, Jolly Rancher. Busy Bee's a vacation efficient. spot. It's much more efficient. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have the saltwater taffy. You don't have some of the, None of the you're not selling furniture in the corner. Ridiculous shirts. But you can also be in and out in three minutes. Exactly. And get and your gas. QT's great. Give me it's, the lo- QT locations that oh, are all over Atlanta. They're in, all in Georgia and Atlanta. Oh, they it's up in Atlanta. Yeah, they haven't made them. Oh, no. Of course oh, they're not in Tallahassee. Man, Are you crazy? No, yeah. 
No, they no. don't make it to Tallahassee. But then you got to drive to Atlanta and deal with ungodly traffic. But don't you think and it, violence? I wonder, <laughs> but not at QT. I wonder if QT is like checking out Tallahassee and they're like. No, 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 QT, no, QT's they, like, we're brave enough to open in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, man. QT can do it. Let's we can't have here. our customers getting shot at random. Let's go. Seminole Headlines, 97.9 ESPN Radio continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. All right. Well, we, we accomplished a lot in segment number one, guys. Mm. I, I got to tell you, we, we talked about the soccer team, great as it is, choking a little bit there late. We talked uh, about the golf. We talked about the QT in Atlanta. You know, when it comes to women's sports, I think hopefully we're getting to a point, and that broadcast bothered me because there's no way a men's broadcast would be treated as like a pep rally for one team. To me, you know what I mean? They'd be a little more professional. You would also say, oh, my God, that's a terrible error. That's an all. You would do that with a men, like a men's basketball yeah, game. Billy Packer to step on feet. Yes, with Billy Packer, if somebody like Chris oh, Webber yeah, calling yeah. a timeout, he would yeah. he went ballistic or just remember. mistakes. Oh, he threw it to the wrong man. But in w- women's sports, so often it's like, oh well, you got to feel bad for her. Or man, that's a rough call. When a when a softball it's umpire sending a little bit. It, it is a now to this point. You, you see a softball too. umpire call a terrible pitch a strike and you're like oh that's kind of a rough that's kind of a rough call it's like well no it's a terrible call you're allowed to have an opinion when it comes to women's sports and hopefully you saying they choked that away they did they they, did. they, they choked in pks and the gag at the with seven oh, minutes left is an all-time actually, gag way, but you're allowed to do that with women's sports like yeah, it's because always, if you treat them as equals that's how you would talk and about they're them. awesome By they're the way, incredible they're an incredible soccer team it's a gaff there's no way around it also yeah. by the way they had several more that didn't lead to goals in that second right. half in the last 20 minutes of that game well and the other thing you know in the the problem i have with being too critical about soccer is i just don't know enough like even after the turnover the other girl gets her ankles broken it felt yeah. like that field I, was slippery though. I'm going to give her no, credit. Not, that sudden stop. That's fine, but like I, I kind of feel like maybe, again, it's hindsight, and I don't know enough about soccer, soccer to know whether or not it's what you should do. You're thinking take her out. Yeah, yeah like I mean, yeah. T- and then I, I think at some point before it, she you, gets into the box, you gotta get on the ground. Tackler. It feels like we're, we're with seven minutes left. Yeah. How about uh, in the first overtime? We'll, we will we'll we'll veer off I was soccer about to after veer this off because I actually think you opened the door for an interesting. Subject. But the one play in the double overtime where uh, the their best player Jalen Howell yeah, just, just pulls her, her down. I love like, that play. Is that not a red card? Well, it's a yellow. Oh, it's a strong yellow. It's a strong yellow. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a strong yellow. <laughs> it's a I thought yellow. it was. But fantastic, why wouldn't they though? have just done that the last ten minutes of the match? Well, they could have given any... your girl number nine for Santa Clara the one where they go to the box and she's so frustrated about being guarded so well the whole game that she just decides to show. Oh yeah, and then looks at the ref like, "What are you doing?" Was he? Announcer trying to say the FSU girl chucked her? No, no, Okay, because no, 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 that's what knew. I thought she was saying. No, was she was like, saying there was frustration okay. because she had been so closely guarded the whole game. Gotcha. She was giving credit to the Okay, FSU I girl. thought she was saying that the FSU girl took her out. No, like, no, no. Yeah, that was a shoulder block and then a look at the ref like, what do I got to do here? So this is, uh, you know, the ubiquitous, we, we have to do this, soccer players, men, women, doesn't really matter. Stop it. Stop with the nonsense. It works, All of buddy. you stop yeah. with the nonsense. It's the same with basketball. Same about imploring the referee every time you quite obviously just foul. I think women are, when I watch the Women's that. World Cup, it's not nearly as bad as the Men's World Cup. Uh, but right, it's, right, it might right. be seeping into that. That might be another thing where they're, they're, they're becoming more equal. But I did see, did y'all see in the basketball that they're going to, they're gonna. Um, what are they gonna do? Eject kids if they oh, flop? If they if they feel like it was intentional in college basketball, they're gonna look at. Or I think they're doing it. If they intentionally flop, they they can eject them. And it's like, man, do we? I don't know if I want that power. 
bestowed upon. I don't want clips. anybody in- ejected. It could be a flagrant. Oh, or you it could be a technical uh, foul. If you get ejected for accidentally go, you're running 19 or 21 miles an hour, and you duck your head just a little bit too much, and yeah. you get you get ejected for that in football. If you're intentionally going to stand there and flop backwards like you've been no, no, shot. No, 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 you're not understanding. I'm talking about, yes, there's real g- grievous there. I agree with you. I don't want an official to have the power, just like I don't in football, to be ejecting people. No, no, oh. no. Officials are but don't you think, wrong on this I note. think that might actually, unlike targeting, I in tar- that targeting has worked, but um, I think it's lowered the, the amount of those kind of head-on-head collisions. W- wouldn't this get rid of flopping or at least... If there's a threat of, oh, yeah. man, I'm not going to play. I better not do this. It is weird, too, because you grow up, by the way, anybody who plays at any level. So I'm not talking to, like, the people who've only played elite sports or whatever. If you've played any organized sport, there's an honor to just playing the game hard and playing the game right. Everybody knows it. You just play hard. Like, you, you don't just suddenly decide, I'm going to be a bitch out here today. Right. That never happens. That doesn't happen. It's only when you get to a certain level where it's rewarded. And it's weird. Maybe it's just because in other areas it's policed by the players. Like if you're playing in high school and you're, or you're playing in a pickup, like nobody's listening to that nonsense. Get yeah. up, man. That's not a foul. Get up. Yeah. Only later on does it does that get rewarded. It drives me nuts. I mean, I think you could call a technical foul. I'm not going to throw somebody out for flopping. I mean, let's tee somebody up and say next one you're done. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it, yeah, yeah, two technicals yeah, you two get out. Two technicals you're done. I I'm mean, looking if, it up to see if you're going to be a serial mm-hmm. flopper. Then yeah, they are, we're they get are just looking at technicals. Yeah, yeah, but two technicals and you're done. Two. So, if you, so yeah. yeah, so you do it once. You're going to be on the. Yeah, there was that kid again. from Wisconsin a few years ago that like literally in in the ACC Big Ten Challenge drew like six charges in one game, six or seven yeah, charges it's, it's in one absurd. game. It's ridiculous. At man. some point though, doesn't a lead official need to go talk to the other officials? And say you know this kid, we've given this kid five. You would think, but the other what big, are we doing? Yeah, no, I agree with you. But the other big problem is it's 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 not. De- it, it's not playing defense. That's the biggest problem with it. It's right. not. It's, it's not crediting them for playing defense. It's literally just playing for a call. I mean, right? Yes, you are angling for a call as opposed to moving if, your feet. If you were, and, and if it was, and if it got, you know, look, I, you know, Corey wants to abolish the charge. No, charge I do. Charges I exist. I don't agree with that, but but I do think that especially not the offensive the, foul. They definitely exist. Just the help defender charge. Yeah, the help. Like that's sliding the in, problem. sliding in, and trying to get a call. Yeah, I yeah. hate that. It's not defense. But yeah, I mean, you get plenty of flopping one on one too. I mean, in the post, um, yeah, you know, they can they can feel the rhythm. The defensive defensive player like can feel the barge, rhythm. yeah, like El Barge over <laughs> here the <laughs> of the night. So, really, can I circle back to something? I I think you made a wonderful point about speaking on women's sports the same way you would about men. And and there are people, there are aspects of things I've said on my broadcast over the years that in retrospect, I wish I hadn't, but there are still others where I feel like, you know, the criticism that I got was, was kind of born out of the need to, to couch language when talking about women's sport as opposed to men's sport. And I won't do it to that end. The approach that the WNBA takes to try to convince you that you're a bad person if you don't like their product is absurd. Why does every angle discussing the WNBA season have to do with, if you're not watching us by now, you're a sexist and you're an ass? How, co- how come I can Where just, does that come? Is that oh, the commercials? I haven't seen it. page of the, of the Sports Illustrated just oh. this last... I mean, ESPN's campaign was the, the whole we're next thing was all about you're a bad guy if you're not watching women's basketball and appreciating women's basketball. No, man. It doesn't I'm have a to bad be that guy way. for a lot of different reasons. No, no. I, you, can, you can say I'm a bad guy for lots of things as well. 
If you grow up playing and watching men's basketball, you're used to a certain level of athleticism and above-the-rim play that does not exist in the women's game. It's not the women's fault. It's just the reality of the situation. So when I watch a women's game, I can appreciate the skill and I can appreciate the, 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 let's say it's a great game between two evenly matched teams. You know, I can, I can appreciate the drama in a game. I don't enjoy it nearly as much as watching a man's game of basketball. It's below the rim as opposed to above the rim. And uh, unless you want to... But I bet if I asked you if you liked watching men's tennis or women's tennis... I like both, but I like women's tennis a lot. Yeah. Because the drop-off in athleticism and the style of the sport doesn't change yeah. as dramatically in tennis as it does... I think that's only basketball. Really. And in women's tennis, they actually have volleys more They often. have volleys because yeah, they right, have it's rallies. about power yeah. solely. Yeah. Right. So the level of play and the competitiveness doesn't drop precipitously like it does in basketball. I, Sue Simarow's admitted this to me. We've had these conversations. I'm not speaking out of school on this. I, I'm not going to be made to feel bad because I think women's basketball is boring. I do. I don't like it. I don't like it. And it's not because I don't like women. I love women. I just don't like watching women's basketball. And it's just weird. To me, it's condescending women when the angle is trying to guilt you into wanting to watch this or please watch our sport. We're, we're better. We're better than we used to be. Well, great. Don't come at it like that. Don't do that. No, and she's definitely made the point Corey made earlier. Um numerous times to all of us that you know that women's basketball player women's athletes should be treated like men's they don't athletes need kid when gloves. it comes to criticism no. yeah they don't need yeah. kid gloves yeah if you if you if you have a bad game you have a bad game talk about it just openly and honestly the way we would assess and analyze any other performance but it's also just a weird choice i think to to push um, a shame angle if you're fighting for an equal playing field i i think that's odd there are women's sports i enjoy more than men's in fact you just mentioned tennis. I tend to watch women's tennis more than I do men's tennis because there are more volleys. There are longer rallies. It is a lot more fun to watch because it employs some of the old strategy that was once in the men's game in the 80s before the rackets became ridiculous yeah, and dudes started serving and 200 miles per hour. Even yeah. and this, came and along. The, this doesn't, I mean, you know, you guys won't agree with this, but honestly, sometimes with basketball, men's basketball, I'm tired of the. The, all the threes. I'll be on. Yeah, absolutely. It's, and baseball's yeah, getting can, hard to watch, man. All the strikeouts move, and home runs. Yeah, yeah it's you, just, can, uh, you can move the line back with men's basketball. I agree. I man, the, the men's basketball line should be three feet back. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Make it almost That's, close to half court. Make it like oh, uh, spray, spread spread really, out the game, you man. Really earn something at that point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just it's it's it's. There was a time when it was a challenging shot. And now that's all those kids practice. So it's, it's not a challenging shot. It is amazing to watch. I mean, people like Steph Curry, we couldn't have dreamt up. No. It didn't exist when we were kids. And then seven-footers shooting like yeah. that. Yeah. And if you, in the NBA, if you leave a dude in the corner open, well, that's going in. It's not like You might as well start move. get under the net because yeah. take it out of the net. So on that note, I think one thing to say about basketball, we'll move on and talk about Florida State baseball here in a second. Uh I, I, I just got done talking about how I grew accustomed to watching uh, an above-the-rim game. And, you know, at this point, five, seven-point guards dunk on the regular if they exist yeah. in the NBA. Do we need to raise the rim in the NBA? And could you, in fact, lower the rim by six inches in the WNBA or in women's college basketball? There's no shame in that. Men and women are built differently. It's biological. Well, they truth. play with different balls, right? Yeah. They play with yeah, different yeah, balls. I'm saying, so I'm saying yeah. like, the ability to see that alley-oops would exist suddenly in the women's game. That would be pretty cool. I'll tell you what, man. There's a, I've seen a couple of women in college basketball. Straight up she's played. I've, I've seen a couple dunks, and I've also seen some alley-oops where they kind of lay it in because right. they can't slam it down. Right. And those are cool plays. It would be kind of cool if they could actually – I'm telling you, man, you know, lower it six down. inches. Yeah. There's no shame in that. Because they're athletic. S yes. You just can't get quite right. that help. So if you get a 5'9 girl going down the lane and the thought that she's about to thunder on somebody mm. exists – 
That wouldn't suck. I assume yeah. it's just not wanting to acknowledge that it's not the same. But they do play with a smaller ball. No, you're right. Yeah, and why? There's no no shame. We're built differently. That's just the reality of the situation. Like, I don't know. It's it's, it's always bothered me a little bit. Seminole Headlines, 97.9 ESPN Radio continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. All right, so what do we make of Florida State's baseball team, which is, uh, you know, Jekyll and Hyde at times, but they have won five straight series. They've won eight of the 11 series they've played in the ACC. Uh, they, they, They just won another series. They're pummeling in the RPI. And they get absolutely kicked in the face for doing so. <laughs> yeah. Like, thanks for winning, guys. Yeah. Suck it. What is the deal? I know you were doing some exploratory surgery here, Corey. Tell us about what you found out about why this is happening. And what oh, you I wrote at uh, Warchant.com. Uh, yeah, I did write about it on Warchant.com, how ridiculous it is. Um, look, it's basically they didn't get two extra non-conference series like the SEC did. They got cut two conference series that would have helped RPI because they would have played teams from other conferences. So, they, they had Southern Miss on the schedule. Southern Miss is like top 25 in the RPI or close to it. You win one of those games or two. Um, that helps your RPI every time Southern Miss wins. Clearly, that's how the RPI works. Whoever Southern Miss beats, that helps you, especially if they beat a good team. It's a ridiculous system. Yes. And that's why the basketball doesn't use it anymore, but right. college baseball still does. Well, Meat's point is, is all we've done is play ourselves, mm-hmm. which is why in the RPI from number 44 to number 55 are eight ACC teams Correct. in there because they're beating each other and they can't gain any traction because their RPIs just stay And they play there. such a limited non-conference schedule that they don't – They not- don't have any great – like Florida State's win over Florida might be the best non-conference win. I think Miami won two out of three over Florida too. Those are probably the best non-conference wins of any ACC team, but they're not. So you don't get that residual when you beat somebody who beats somebody. So so did we get an answer? And I agree. And I'm glad. Okay, so we've laid it out there for you. Good job, guys. The head coach we both know, uh, we all know, begged uh, the ACC and this athletic director not to do that uh, and saying exactly what would happen has happened. Why did the ACC do this? Why did why did the ACC f this up? I, you know, there's no. I mean, I'm not in those. Well, if meetings. you ask certain people, because the ACC doesn't care about baseball. Well, I mean, I think you. I think just like remember we talked. I mean, about, it's not lacrosse. Let's be honest. <laughs> Corey, <laughs> Corey, uh, Corey uh, you know, brought this up recently that you know the the travel in baseball when they started limiting uh, to some degree travel in baseball. Because after 9-11. Oh, yeah, that was a lie, too. And so they did do that. This is – Citing safety, up, yeah. which was nonsense. And so this – I think this was a situation where they were like, okay, well, let's limit how much traveling we're doing. Let's limit how much – and under the auspices of COVID, but you can make the case that it was also financial. You know, like let's let's not play many road series. Let's not play as many games. Um, we'll see. I mean, I, I don't, there's no way to prove that, but I don't know why when those other conferences made it clear they were going to stick at 56, why the ACC decided not oh, to. Oh, they screwed their teams. Yeah. They just screwed them. I think the Big Ten's only playing 40, but it's the Big Ten. It's Big Ten baseball. But, like, the Big 12 and the SEC, the teams that you're always competing with in Omaha, um, they all they both went to 56, and that's why they're dominating, especially the SEC, is just dominating the RPI. And I, th- and I think Meat and a lot of people assumed that, the powers that be would say, okay, well, this isn't, this doesn't make sense. I mean, it was early on that it was apparent the RPI was a complete travesty this season, more than ever. Yeah. I mean, there's always outliers that are weird, but yeah. this way it was just completely chaos. And and so there was a feeling that, well, they're clearly, there's no way they're going to go entirely by RPI. Yeah, and they went right and down the line. Yeah. Right that's the, the issue is that they, for the, you, they were hoping that that wasn't the case. And then on the selection, 
when they when they selected the the 20 potential hosts for the 16 sites, it was basically straight looking at an RPI and going, yep, 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 yep. Oh, they didn't bid. Okay, they don't have the facilities. They have a losing conference record. Other than that, everything went down the line. I asked Ira this on the wildly popular Jeff Cameron show weekdays three to six yesterday. Short segment, segment though, by the way. I was not Ooh, not my what, not what? my A game. Oh, About you cut them off minutes, quick. 12th. It wasn't Ira's fault. Okay. There's not a lot on the plate right now that we can Clearly. delve into. Clearly. Number two, number two. He <laughs> Let's get had, back to gas stations. He was, he was having some phone issues. Oh, no. Ira. I don't put up with phone issues. No, man. It's be not a pro. his fault. Well, it's it is his fault. fault. No, be a he pro. went outside. He tried to remedy the situation. I mean, he didn't just sit there like a bump on the log, just, mm. you know, allowing me to, you know, sit, sit out there in the breeze. But I, I you know, we. There's only so much time I can spend worrying about the phone going in and right. out before we got to move it along. So yeah. that's, it, you know, but we accomplished a lot. Did you say have time. a good day, sir, and just hang up? Like, how did you end it? <laughs> I'll talk to you tomorrow. I Ira. said I'll talk to you tomorrow, Ira. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but uh, th- that said, uh, what I brought up to him was that uh, there, there was the thought, uh, it's been posited, uh, that uh, there was also nobody from the ACC on the committee. Yeah. What are we doing here? Like what are they? Does the ACC want to be part of the Power Five? I, I I think you think maybe maybe there's new leadership now and things are gonna things are gonna change. But yeah, I mean when you look at the two potential hosts, uh, the ACC, which is, I mean I think you'd it's say consistently it's the conference. second best yes. conference in the country, that they're gonna have one host because Pitt's not hosting. Pitt's forty in the RPI now. They're not gonna host. It's gonna be Notre Dame and Virginia, North Carolina, Georgia Tech. None of those even have a chance to host. You're like, what? That's going to sit well with everybody. I mean, yeah. the ACC office just loving some Notre Dame. You're going to have again. Georgia Tech at wherever. You're going to, uh, you know, I don't even know. I was going to say LSU, but they're not going to make it. Georgia Tech will be at Arkansas. It's a Florida shame State will be at Florida. Make it. I wish they would send Florida State back to Baton Rouge. That was a wonderful trip. I'd go again. On the other, on the other hand... I don't know that being at home is even the best thing for this team. Correct. We you can know. argue that being on the road will be good for them. They've played well on the road. They played well on the road at Notre Dame, the team that will be hosting. Yeah, so uh, they'll have some, a little bit of chip on their shoulder. That's where meets at his best. And so, you know. You, you think know. they're going to send him to Florida? I mean, I just it's the NCAA. They it's pick the, the easiest route. Do that, That's man. what they do. It's like, well, those teams are close. Let's just send them there. Well, they already played this year. It doesn't matter. Send well, they, they straight screw people in the South playing baseball. Yeah. Like where all the best teams reside, they yep. have to beat each other up so that we can get some of these Midwest teams in that nobody cares about and who can't play. Right. It's, it's always been garbage. That way. I mean, it's always, I mean, Mike Martin Senior used to complain all the time about the when the season was allowed to begin because of the Northern schools. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's just, uh, they there's the emphasis on college baseball is in the South, but they don't get, control of the sport yeah i mean and and i would be equally as upset if all of a sudden the south dictated terms to college hockey right <laughs> you know it's just not what you do yeah. <laughs> i mean what, yeah. are we, what are we doing <laughs> sorry i mean you're just sorry, a victim of your region and where sports can be played year-round or not or you know or at least a, a larger chunk of it yeah i i just that god you got me thinking again i remember that post 9 11 i went on the air and went nuts over that and it was such a sensitive subject because people were like well you know let's not invoke 9 11 i'm like they are they're using 9 11 to hide behind that's absurd it's actually it's it's unethical but they they did but i also think that there's a it speaks again to you know the the importance of college baseball and i think it's a you know i think we got to acknowledge it these ads don't care and because the ncaa you could say the ncaa doesn't care but ultimately it's ads that kind of yeah lead the way it's for the weird NCAA. man though because you watch uh if you go on youtube and watch like the highlights of an old miss baseball game i mean that place is slammed it's like 11 or twelve thousand people and it's slammed that's a money maker that's like a and you're well, doing that for three games so 
that's more than they're making for a college ba- basketball uh, game. That's three. That's three. It's a series where you're drawing in thirty thousand fans. What's the uh, or at least, I mean, but I that's the, this part of the country, and it's <clears throat> always apparent when teams come into Tallahassee from Stanford or some of those oh, other it gets schools, crazy. where those kids are, they've never played in front right. of more than eight hundred people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they look like they're about to, you know, so all wet those, themselves. And that's you know, and those are great programs that don't get fans. So, you know, how much do those ads care? Hey, I know this has been a year where they've uh, obviously had to cut attendance way back due to the COVID, but I've wondered this for some time now. Uh, in in the early 90s, uh, really from 90 to 91 to 99, I don't I mean, I, I don't think there was too many weekend series that I missed and there weren't too many games, period, I missed over there. And I, and I seem to recall a certain fervor for Florida State baseball that has not been in place for some time now, pre-COVID, uh, that the, the, the stands at Hauser are not as filled as they once were. I wonder what is uh, the result of that? Because it's not as if this program has taken some precipitous dip. They go to Omaha. They're still a really good team. They still have – I know what this season is, but they still have an elite status. Um, I don't – am I wrong on that? Is that anecdotal? Am I just I, wrong? I actually, no. got a, I actually got a text from – a former FSU administrator who's not here anymore but was watching on TV over the weekend, he said, man, there's nobody at these games. Oh, it's and, heartbreaking. Now, but, some of it against COVID this year, but I mean. It is, but also the grandstands, a lot of times on a nice day, the grandstands will still be pretty full. It, I mean, excuse me, the, the outfield stand, the, yeah. the foul, whatever you call those, the yeah. bleachers are pretty full. But the, the reserve seats behind home, those it, to me, it's like, I, I assume Did it's everybody like, die? Everybody die? I assume it's a lot like basketball. <laughs> because yeah. that was the oldest And they didn't will their the tickets, so they don't know what to do. I just yeah. assume it's a lot like basketball, because I think those tickets get sold. I just don't think they get used. Yeah, I don't even think, I don't know that you can even buy those tickets if you want when you walk up to the, the stadium. Maybe you can this I year. I think but that's I, correct. You can't. That they're not right. available. You can only buy the bleachers. Yeah, that's a mistake. Been it's bought. a huge mistake. It's a mistake. And Just they like need to fix it. And I, and I wish that I, – I really did. I don't know why I keep bringing this up. But why why, why does Ole Miss have a better baseball fan base than Florida State? It doesn't – Oxford's not a huge city. That team has no real history or tradition. But when they're playing a series, especially a big series in the SEC – the, the the grandstands in the outfield are full, and they're throwing beer all over each other no, for home runs. And it's like, what, yeah. what, what, where, why do they do that? In Florida State, it's maybe no. 2,000 fans, and there are no but, students. But to, but to Jeff's point, it used to be like that. It, yeah, the, I know. I remember Shannon yeah. was going here. I went to games with her, and it was slammed. I never missed them. I would go at the time with my girlfriend to every one of those games, and we sat. What's she up to now? She's a professor. Oh, look at you. Yeah. She went out to California, became a professor, and I think she now lives in Texas. Anyhow, the point would be with her husband, and I'm sure they're happy. But- <laughs> I'm, I'm sure she's miserable realizing what she lost. <laughs> yeah. She's still thinking about those <laughs> no, Tuesday nights it, watching it, Florida Gulf Coast with her No, 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 boyfriend. no. She's a huge baseball fan. So anyhow, the point would be we, we would go to games, but so did everybody. Everybody yeah. went to games. It was packed. To the gills. I remember I was here when they expanded the stadium. They had to expand the stadium because every game was a sellout. They had room for more people. So they added seats. And my thought has been over the last number of years, what the hell's going on? And I'm not even half kidding, I guess, when I say, did they all die? Because it really was like the oldest fan base I ever remember. I would crack up walking into Hauser because three quarters of that place was a bunch of old people. Nothing wrong with that. Oh. Old people love their baseball. Oh. But it was, I don't know what's happened. There's a lot going on, man. I mean, there's a lot of pe- I think there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle. I think there's a lot of that older crew was very loyal to Mike Martin Sr. And so you and I'm not saying they're not they don't appreciate Mike Martin Sr. It's not like they hired out of the family. But, but what I'm saying is you'd see some of them 
in the, in, especially in the uh, age group you're talking about, wearing like the eleven jerseys, oh, those man, eleven jerseys that yeah. you know were made thirty five years ago. The best ones, those ones with the mustard yellow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so I think there's maybe some of that. Some of those people maybe buy tickets because they want to go, but they're just not up for going as many times, so those tickets don't get used. Um, I think the the uh, I mean the, the animals his his it's not what it used to be. I mean you know they're I'm not. I'm not incurring the. I hope I'm not incurring the wrath of the animals. Irish but that group, said it. That group's not as big as it once was, and it's and and so I just think there's a lot of different things. And then the game itself. I, I'm telling you right now, I can speak for this year. I can't speak for other years. This this style of baseball is not that appealing. It's it's kind it's of a boring, lot man. of strikeouts, man. Like they're they're it's forty eight percent or forty seven percent of all the outs in Florida State baseball games because they strike their pitchers every, strike out a ton too. Yeah, or every, strikeouts. Everybody that comes to the plate in every situation is swinging to jack the ball out of the park, and it's just it's not. I don't you know I don't find it as enjoyable, but. You know, I mean, it's, I think there's just but that a was lot before of that. Things. It was even before. Like, yeah, I think so. Too. You think back to like the Stanford series. That was an incredible atmosphere that they melted down in. Uh, that wasn't that long ago. It, but even that season, it wasn't like it was like that all the time. It, it can Florida State. No, Hauser, it's been waning for a while. But Hauser can still get there for very, very rare occurrences. It can still get to that place if they were allowed to host. Oh, well, but sure. Alas, on the road <laughs> sure. they go. Seminole yep. headlines continues in a moment. Seminole headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole headlines returns now on ninety-seven nine ESPN Radio. Wrapping up the hour, we'll get the headliner questions. Notice, guys, this was not an overwhelming week for questions from the headliners i think everybody's taking a little vacation kind of a step back now that's not how you set up the second hour of a show because we're always entertaining so we'll fill in the gaps with anything well really nothing you could ask would be as good as our chatter but we do appreciate those questions so you guys don't abandon us just because we're in may Let's go. Let's keep it together. Yeah. Absolutely. After all, we just got done documenting FSU track has dominated. FSU women's tennis is in the Elite Eight. The golf is kicking ass on both sides of the ledger. The baseball team is going to the postseason. They are the third best team in the ACC currently, record wise. Uh, the women's soccer team did get to the national championship game, the College Cup yet again, and then the final game. We just go on and on and on with the successes of Florida State. There's no reason to abandon us guys in May. That's no. not what you do. But it's not football it's or not basketball. Football. Yeah, yeah and, and and people are really eagerly anticipating football this year. I'm going to be curious. You you guys said before you think Notre Dame's a sellout, right? Uh, yeah, I think so because of the Sunday night helps. Sunday night element of it. Yeah, because that's where they did get hurt against Virginia Tech. Well, and also, won't it be cathartic like for people, oh, for yes. 80,000 people yes. to be allowed in a, a stadium? I think that will have something to do with it, too. Like, you know what? I'm not missing this. Uh, yeah, now I'm starting to wonder. I, I agree. I mean, I agree. The people that will be there, I think it'll be a great atmosphere. You know, I do wonder, though, because you did – people get out of routines. And, and, and when yes. you take people out of the routines of going to those college football games – and there have been and people the, falling out of that routine for some time yeah. because of the level of play. I, I used to and, mention this all the time. And with the, the home viewing experience yeah. and, and all that and the fact that. No way. No way. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it'll be a sellout. Hmm. Yeah, Come on. Know. I was starting to think 50,000. 50, <laughs> I, I was feeling like 40, 50 grand. People are going to be amped up, man. Now that Well, this, you know, I will say this. I would imagine the Notre Dame fans who are not who don't live in South Bend or Chicago, and it's not as easy to get to games, I, you're probably going to see a lot of Notre Dame fans. So they may buy 10,000 tickets. You know, tickets. many moons ago, 
Oklahoma came here and it was an electrifying atmosphere. And I remember having gone to the game just as you guys did. And Norman and their fans were fantastic. And so I went on the airwaves and told everybody, make sure you treat the Oklahoma fans well. They treated FSU fans like gold when we were there. It's what a mature fan base does. It's one that has moved along in its uh, in its growth over the years. I know we're still a young fan base, but you got, you got to do the right thing. And I laid it all out there. You don't have to be nice to Notre Dame fans, guys. Oh, okay. You don't. Okay. You don't. They suck. Mm. And and they were to us when we were there. Both times I've ever been there, across the board. Feel free. Don't harm anybody. I had a I'm different experience of my violence. two trips to Notre yeah, Dame, well, but it's fine. But I'll, I'll, I'll trust yours. Yeah, no, terrible people in a dump of a town. So It is. Just, oh, it's my a gosh. Dump it of a town. dump of a That's town. why they're angry. Yeah, They're stuck true. in South Bend. Yeah. It's got to suck. How crazy is it the yeah. College Football Hall of Fame was there? It's awful. It's not it there anymore, not anymore, but anymore. oh, my yeah. gosh, what a But listen, again, I want to clarify because this could be considered irresponsible. And we've seen what happens when people are irresponsible. Uh, you're not you're not advocating. I'm for not punches. advocating any violence. I'm yeah. not advocating cruelty. Not even throwing beers no, or bombs. None, none, nothing like that. Don't, don't go the NC State route. Don't go NC State. Don't be Miami fans. None, none of that nonsense. Like just, you don't have to go out of your way to be cordial. Mm. You don't have to be. Now, if you want to be, that's fine too. You can you can do that. I'm just saying you don't have to. That's just right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well in advance, early on. Not 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 a great experience both times. Not saying I didn't meet nice Notre Dame fans. Not saying they don't exist. Not saying there aren't people out there listening to this going, what? Cameron, I had a great time. Good for you. I'm saying I've given them two chances both times. Not so good. And kids aren't off limits either, right? Like if you see a Notre yeah, Dame a kid. Yeah, nine or ten year old yeah. in his Ron Polish jersey. Go after him, too. Not violently. I was going to say, Corey, let's not advocate going after him. <laughs> you don't have to say, welcome to Tallahassee, young man. Hope you enjoy the game. You don't have to you say, have to say that at all. No, just keep walking. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do think the excitement is going to be good. I mean, I think people are starting, even like we see it on our site and the message boards, like there, there was a period of time, certainly during the tail end of the Taggart era, mm. uh, and then even you know during last season, when there was just so much cynicism, and you could you could say anything positive, you could write anything you wanted, and the responses would all you be. You were a, picking up on that on Warchant.com. Oh man, yeah. man, people would just be <laughs> weird. Like, people were cynical, and so but, jaded a little bit. Yeah. But now we're getting to the point now where people are starting to. And what you're seeing the responses are, man, I really like what I'm hearing about this. I really hope I don't get burned again. You know, so at least they're 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 opening the curtains a little bit. Yeah. they want to see the, the sunshine. What's and the what's the the welcome love back in? But what's the negative to like thinking? Okay, he's a good coach and he's going to turn this around. Like, and then they lose to Notre Dame twenty six to ten. Well, you want to believe? Do you feel this like the relationship? This has been work, a lie. Like, my, but you say the people that say I don't want to get burned yeah. again. Like, you've been living a lie for the last five months. Like. Your life still goes on. He still might be a good coach. Yeah, but like you don't a, let yourself believe Atlanta's going to win a game because ever they anything. don't. Ira, <laughs> they don't. They were up twenty-eight to three. Yes, that's. Yeah. I mean, they they were up twenty-eight to three. Man, that's In Florida State fans way. have had a lot more great moments than negative well, moments. And, I know well, not here is, lately. But the problem is, you hire Willie Taggart, and the people who didn't want to, who didn't like that hire, especially once they saw the product on the field, who started beating the drum. Why in the world would you hire a guy who had a losing record and get and give him six a six year contract worth thirty million dollars? Like, how could you do that? And then it completely backfired. So they're validated by that. Yeah. Then you hire Mike Norvell, who I don't. I mean, I think it was a, a good hire, but they go three and six. So it's like, 
they need something to hold on to. Well, it ain't going to be a robust winning record this year. No. And I think he's a good coach. Yeah. And, and I think that's a good You can be cautiously staff. optimistic, though, right? And yeah, still well, think I'm they're going in the right direction. They're not going to, to win 10 games. Right. right. I still think they're going in the right direction. Well, Look, at some point when you have to rebuild, there is a process of rebuilding that takes place. Yeah, You'll go from three wins to 10. Exactly. And that's the thing. I mean, when every, every person I talk to, when they ask, what do you think and how do things – well, I'm like, I think he's doing the right things. I'm yes. hearing good things. I like what he's doing. He, it's incremental changes with the roster. It's not going to be quick. But I like, the, I like a lot of the people – he, that are no longer here. I think he made a lot of good decisions there. I think he's improved the roster. We just went through – we're going through position by position, and I think you could argue every position on offense is in a better place now than it was a year ago. So that's positive. It doesn't mean they're where they need to be, though, and that's the, the problem. Yeah, yeah. The transition is tough to go through, this is but I think you can latch on to things that are fun, and when you see that growth happening, you're along for the ride, then you're ultimately rewarded with a great season, say, in two years, three years. Really quickly, though, I, I do some work sometimes for Warchant.com. I've always enjoyed it. I've done so now for 20 years or more. And uh, to your point about people taking on a little bit more positive attitude, if I say anything negative about what's going on here with the roster, I've noted that people will push back now and they'll say, right. hey, Cameron, that's wrong, man. We're, you know. So that's a good sign. It's a good sign. It's a people good aren't sign. like, absolutely, yeah, yeah, Cameron, yeah, you're right. Yeah. They're, they're terrible. No. Yeah. People are like, no, screw you. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like it. There you go. <laughs> have some well, fight. Get your dandruff a little bit. Let's go. And one, one other thing, that, and this is why I don't criticize the fans for feeling the way they have, because a lot of the media were so pro-Willie. You know, there was so there was so much hope that he his approach was going to work yeah. because – He was so different than his predecessor. He was so different from Jimbo mm-hmm. and because – yeah, there were there was there was there were things you could hold on to in terms of like okay, he did have success at USF. He did have some. Well, he had a he had a great PR session he, 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 prior to, to the build up of the first season. Right, right, right. So all of those things, you're like, man, if this could work, and we also weren't getting to see anything. You know, we weren't getting to see practice. I mean, his his practice restrictions were actually maybe tighter than Jimbo's. Yeah, close to it. Yeah, and we didn't even get to talk to him before, after practice was before. So we were very limited on what we knew. So we're kind of going on a little bit of hope. And then when it backfires, people are like, wait a minute, you guys told us this was going to be better. So I understand that. This, we're actually, we see more, you know? Oh, and, we uh, see everything yeah. now. So I, I mean, think, virtually everything. So I feel better about what I'm saying. That's what, I remember talking to people the summer before Willie's first year, and I would I would usually turn it back to them. I'd say, are you excited? Like, are you, like, are you, are you fired up? Do you think this is, and everybody was fired up. I mean, everybody yeah. was, there were so, man, people were, thrilled let's also say this you don't have to trust ira you don't have to trust Corey or jeff you don't have to trust trust gene williams or tom lang or aslan you don't have to trust it austin you don't have to trust any of those people okay here's the deal we'll just relay to you and you guys out there if you if you have these kinds of connections maybe you've asked as well the most encouraging thing is that people that have been involved with this program, either as players, former players, current players, and or others that are no longer here, including one that went on to the Atlanta Falcons, who we're all happy for, when you ask them about their thoughts of Mike Norvell and this staff, they all say great things. Right. They all seem very encouraged by what they saw on the ground. They're in it. They were there. They've been there. They're in those locker rooms. They sing those praises. Not every one of these people that I'm referencing did that for Willie. Yeah. So that's very encouraging to hear people like that who are day-to-day over there. We're not day-to-day. They're right. there every day. 
When you ask them, they say things like, oh, yeah, this is moving in the right direction. There's accountability. There's structure. The organization is 10 times better. We've got a ways to go, but everything is in place to succeed now. Headliner questions forthcoming. Stay with. Seminal Headlines will take a breather. More next.